The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 39. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hi everyone, I'm your host Thomas Enrojo, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper meanings and themes. Today, I'm taking Father Andrew's spot because while we all love the galaxy far, far away, our priests are being excellent stewards of our very own home here. This week, we're giving Father Andrew a break while we're discussing the newest season of The Clone Wars by looking at Episodes 3, On the Wings of Kyrdax, and Episode 4, Unfinished Business. Joining me today on the panel are Mike Creevy. Hello, Mike. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. And Andrew Hermes. Hello, Andrew. Hello, hello. All right, and so we're going to get started. Uh, these two episodes pick up on the story started in the first two of the season, where we're reintroduced to Echo, a trooper everyone thought lost much earlier in the Clone Wars. Before we get into the episodes themselves, however, uh, what are your initial impressions on these two episodes? Andrew, do you want to kick it off? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, these are great episodes. These are um, the latest episodes and the greatest so far this season, in my opinion. Um, uh, the action is dialed up. Um, the, uh, the storylines are, are really, um, you know, we're, we're wrapping up the bad batch sort of storyline and, and, and we're heading into newer territory. So I think, um, this, this first, uh, these first four episodes, uh, where we're focusing on the bad batch, um, I think, uh, it was just a great way to kick off season seven. And these were great characters to, uh, to spend some time with. Um, and I think it was a perfect amount of time. Because I think if if we spent too long, you know, dealing with these guys, you know, they would have uh, worn out their welcome. Um, because yeah. you know they're they're very surface level type of characters. Uh, but I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought the way um, they ultimately handled Echo's character was very interesting, um, and the way they left it off. And uh, yeah, like I said, I th- I think these were the the best of the bunch so far. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I, I think, uh, all I would, would add, and of course we'll get to some of these things later, but you know, uh, it wasn't a whole lot of screen time per se on it, but how they, uh, kind of hint and tease a little bit more of the depth of Anakin's sort of yeah. downfall. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Know, that it's, it's, uh, cause you know, when you watch the, the prequels, it's, what I love about this is I think it really kind of nourishes those in a sense. Cause I've, I've always, I love all the movies, but you know, I didn't, in episode three, it always seemed a little bit like his fall just sort of happened so quickly. Right. Um, just in that film. And so I think being able to flesh that out in, in this season is probably going to be pretty cool. And I, I will say I'm, I'm a little apprehensive a tiny bit moving forward because, you know, um, where we know this has to go and, yeah. you know, like connecting like the, I, I, just in four episodes, we've had such, you know, these these humanity developing and connecting kind of moments and these characters. And I'm like, oh, man, don't do this to me. You know, <laughs> that and then, and then the, and then the thing that struck me is that there's one moment that we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure, in episode four, where uh, it was very discordant because the darker tone of this show uh, 
of the characters in the show doesn't match up with the with the feel that the show has had so far. You know, it's had this kind mm-hmm. of light, airy. Oh, it's a it's a war drama, but they've been able to mostly keep away from the violence because it's all droids. Well, yeah, we're starting <laughs> to have to change that a little more uh, in these yeah, these episodes right. that we're coming up with. So. Um, all right, so let's dive in. Um, episode uh, 703 opens with the fortune cookie survival is one step on the path to living. And we find Anakin, Rex, Echo, and the Bad Batch stuck in a seemingly unsurvivable predicament on Skako Minor. Uh, despite Anakin's insistence that the situation is, quote unquote, almost under control. <laughs> <laughs> what, a great, what a great way to put it. I've never had a boss in my life that would have accepted that. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah like how's it going creepy it's, right. it's almost it's under almost control, under control. <laughs> what does that mean yeah and so in the in the main room tech's trying to loose echo from the mind link uh and the rest of the bad batch is fending off the decimator uh an orb droid with a seriously menacing name so what do you guys think about yeah. this scene uh mike you want to start yeah well it was um you know it, <laughs> it had a whole bunch of different things going on but i i think i really just appreciated the how they managed to kind of like get that connection with um with rex and echo you know but then you do get a little bit of that that sense of urgency there so well timed with anakin like touching touching reunion guys but like we gotta we gotta get out of here you know (laughs) and how um and and i thought it was just it really kind of had me on the edge of my seat because when they shut those blast doors you know well you know they're trying to seal the blast doors up and then it starts like carving through it and they're like okay let's go to the next one (laughs) you know just abandon it quick go to the next one shut it try to buy themselves some time you know, see, so yeah, I was definitely on the edge of my seat through that whole scene. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the, I mean, that weapon, I mean, literally just vaporizes you. So it's 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 a <laughs> it's quite a threat. And um, uh, what I love, what, what I liked about the scene is is just Wrecker being reckless uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and just making it even <laughs> even worse. Um, oh yeah. But but yeah, I mean, just uh, it, it was a it was a great scene to to start the episode off. Yeah, I like when they when they find the escape, uh, the shaft in the in the ceiling. Of course, it's conveniently located <laughs> that far up. Sure, right. Uh, and Wrecker starts throwing them up uh, into the ceiling. That was that was probably yeah. one of those really great moments that represented who Wrecker was and like what he was about. And then we get to see how Fondi is of blowing stuff up by the way he leaves the room. Right, <laughs> so he yes. just starts dropping off bombs in the room before they leave. Um, I think one of the things that was really telling here was, um, and, I, and I know the, the techno union guys are kind of a, a foil for uh, real world uh, corporatists and uh, the way they work. But uh, Watt Tambor has two lines here that are very telling one here and then one later in the episode where he says they've taken techno union property. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's referring to Echo, which we've gotten this whole sense of, uh, of humanizing them and of making them uh, very much more human. And then, um, now we've got this, uh, the, the techno union has been treating him as a piece of equipment. Well, it's interesting because then, you know, by the same token, I mean, even though we've seen a more openness with our main characters, you know, to the clones and relationship building with them, I feel like still at the Senate level, like mm-hmm. Echo's basically property to them. You know? <laughs> right. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's Republic property, you know, so their fight wouldn't probably so much be for the, you know, intrinsic human dignity of echo would be more like no he's ours he's not yours <laughs> right exactly and then it's i yeah it's it's really telling how how they're viewed and then i think we get we get some of that call some callbacks to that about the droids themselves also later in the episode too um okay so they get out and um and echo 
says that they have a difficult exit strategy, one that they're not going to like. And when they open the door, it's Rucker's favorite thing, the heights. <laughs> and this gigantic long tube that they have to walk across to get out. And there's hopefully a uh, ship on a landing dock on the other building that they're headed to. But before they can get there, uh, they get trapped between two uh, opposing groups uh, that are uh, kind of pincering them in. And we get an unconventional solution from Tech, who apparently records everything that happens around him. And, <laughs> and the name of the episode comes into play where he calls in with a, a distress signal some Kiridax that fly in to help save them. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool. And I mean, who, who didn't see something like this coming, though, with Wreckers? You know, oh, yeah. the build had to play with his They were way up there, right? They were way up in, <laughs> in the sky. I had to play with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they managed to get on, and I, I like the I like the question at this point too. How do we get on them? Uh, we jump. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, we've seen Anakin do stuff like this, but it's kind of a it's a very tense moment for the the clone troopers because that's not right. their uh, cup of tea. That's not the kind of thing that they normally do. Uh, so they do jump down. They manage to uh, fly back to the Poltex and they kind of get away from the, dro the, the, the drones in the, in the meantime, but they don't manage it. And the drones swoop in and um, uh, start firing on the, on the town. And the Poltex are upset, of course, that uh, the, the war has been brought to them. And uh, Rex has a rousing speech where he kind of encourages the, the Poltex to join them by showing what he, they've done to Echo and that they're not actually neutral, but that they are, they have joined the fight on the side of the Federation. What do you guys think about the way the Poltex respond to all of this? Yeah, I think that just touches upon what you were just talking about, where, where Echo was, was viewed, um, as property, um, he was basically the the you know used as like the his his humanity was used as the reason for you know the the poltex to uh empathize with them and um to understand you know where you know what like this is this is a horrible thing that that's that's happening and and uh you know it, it, they were able to accept it um so yeah it it it, it uh one with bringing back echo's character um it's a good way for for them to use him uh other than just to bring him back in the fold and be one of the guys again um he, he he's taken on a whole new meaning and a whole new uh um experience uh uh for himself and for the others to uh um to go through well and i was thinking the um i was just looking here on um wikipedia which i always love and they <laughs> the i guess the um cuz these four uh, these were um played or, or sort of a initial storyboarding of these right i think angela was saying a couple of years yeah, right. back they played them mm -hmm. right okay so um i guess the original uh little fortune cookie at the beginning um was apparently in war there is no such thing as neutrality which is mm. interesting because that's they, they changed that for this one you know but he still kind of has that in in so far as not saying it that that kind of black and white or that bluntly but by saying you know basically look they're pretending to be neutral but they've picked their side you know, what are you guys going to do? Like, it's time for you to right. pick yours. And I, I was thinking like, it's, it's interesting because it, that's a whole big conversation there, you know, but I think we can see in, in, you know, certainly in the churches, like we talked about before, like the just war uh, theory and stuff really deals a lot with the idea of doing everything you can to resist, to avoid war, you know, and never to treat it lightly, but to, you know, recognize that there are 
certain things that seem to arise where you not picking a side, so to speak, is kind of facilitating some great evil or that kind of thing. So um, um, I, I think they're kind of playing off that maybe a little bit here. Right. You know, so just an interesting thing to again, like anyone who says these are kids shows, yeah. some some of them are, <laughs> but they usually have some some deep you know things to ponder in them, too. Exactly. They're delivered in a in a kid format, but not right. necessarily kid themed entirely. Right. Which I love about it. I, I thought it was really interesting. The the they took away his freedom was one of the things that Rex says about him, but then they took away his humanity. And that was a really, like, to me, that was a very interesting and kind of almost jarring kind of thing for him to be saying. He's saying it to, uh, to an alien. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming the word has a deeper meaning to everyone there, obviously, but he's also well, saying it about a clone. You know? right. well, do, do you know what, what I instantly thought of? And it, it's, it's almost embarrassing to bring up, but you know, the, uh, that special edition um, <laughs> from uh, the, the episode four special edition when they have the Han and like the completely superfluous Han and, and Jabba scene. Mm, right. And at the end of it, you know, Han says that he's like, Jabba, you're, you're a wonderful human uh, being. Wonderful like, human being. Yeah. <laughs> which clearly <laughs> wasn't. Yeah. But I did think of that. I was like, huh, humanity might be a little broader. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting thing to uh, like, I, I don't know I, where you would come up with a term like maybe a sentient or something like that, but uh, but in in this case it doesn't necessarily apply because what they took away from him was his humanity, both physically by you know turning him into this cyborg kind of thing, and also uh, mentally by give, taking away all of his faculty to to do anything of, uh, on his own. And uh, you know it's an interesting spin to take on the the droids themselves because they are all mindless uh servants to this greater uh you know central n nervous system that they have mm -hmm. even though we see a lot of personality in them as we go through these couple of episodes yeah and then there is even that scene uh, we'll get to where like uh, uh, uh i think it was it was Ma yeah mace windu offers to reprogram them so right. they have they're, they're, so they have like a decision to make, like a existential decision, yeah. <laughs> you know. So that they have yeah. that going for them too. Yeah, I, I really we're definitely going to talk about that scene because that one was yeah. that one was very interesting. I think that's a very different take than we've seen on any of the other stuff that's been coming up. So they get into a big battle. There's a, a, a whole a reinforcement troop of droids comes to the to the town and they. Uh, move out of the town itself to kind of hide and then uh, bring in an ambush on them, which uh, is probably the only tactic that they that they really viably have with these guys because most of the Poltics don't have any kind of uh, blaster weapons. They have just uh, kind of primitive technology, which gives another reason why they wouldn't want to enter the war. <laughs> uh, we don't be involved in all of this because that's way outside of our uh, outside of our field of expertise. Uh, and eventually, uh, the the battle turns into uh, a couple of walkers uh, with giant laser cannons moving into the to the town and doing massive destruction, uh, uh, blowing up lots of different Poltecs and the the things that the, the place that places that they're living. And so you see definitely why they wouldn't want to be involved. And there's the the great uh, leap up to the Walker thing. Uh, that's the classic Star Wars move, uh, and that's how they end up uh, finding the way to defeat these things. And again, we get to see uh, you know record tossing people up on it. Which... And I, I loved I loved Echo's line. Like you just like the eye contact, and he's like still showing off, General. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> you know me, Echo. Like, just... <laughs> 
Of course, you've been gone for three years, but I'm, that's not going to change. <laughs> well, you know, re- real quick, because I was just thinking that's I, I thought it was a little interesting. It's, it's kind of a sidebar, but, you know, like he's he's got that, you know, that bravado and that very, you know, like Errol Flynn, Robin Hood, almost kind of just like leaving around. But you remember, again, at the very beginning of episode three, which I don't know exactly how long that takes place after this, but, you know, not super long. And I always thought that was kind of interesting to see, you know, like it's. Anakin's the one who kind of like, you know, if you remember when they fly in the ship and like Obi-Wan comes flying out of the thing, yeah. you know, just like that. But Anakin just kind of lands and unbuckles and hops out. <laughs> like, so there's, they play around with that a little bit, like just with his character development to the, I think to the animated series and the films, as far as this, like, yeah. there is something in him that's trying to kind of get it together, but he's always just fighting this instinctive rage and, you know, fury and all that kind of stuff. It's just really well done. A need to act almost. That's like, I think that's yeah. his biggest failing is that he has a need yep. to act. He can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really for him, it seems more, and, and he even carries it into Vader, right? Where he's got this, mm-hmm. uh, this sense of, of needing to do something, not being able to sit by and, and right. watch and wait, which is funny because then you have the, the, the counterpost to that is Darth Sidious, who is probably the most patient <laughs> creature in existence, right? <laughs> Even more uh, than we realized. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Long have I waited. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All the way through to the end. Anyway, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the, so they, they end up, uh, they end up making, managing to take out the walkers. And, uh, and Watt Tamar, again, this is the other line that he has in this one where he laments the, the, the blow to the techno-union profit mm-hmm. margin. Uh, not that this is a, a loss in any other sense than that they're going to lose money over this. And it's this kind of exasperated sense of like, I don't really care yeah. about any of the loss of the droids <laughs> that we sent out, any of the, no, yeah. just, we lost the money. bottom yeah. line. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do you guys feel about this battle scene? Like, this was a really cool action scene, I think, to kind of kick off the, the season. Yeah, um, Anakin just kicks all kinds of ass and, uh, <laughs> i'm really yeah i mean a- i mean anakin i mean throughout the whole clone war series i mean I, I i for the most part uh i love how they've handled his character it it you know it definitely makes up for the prequels for me um but um but yeah it's just building on that i mean he he's he's such a and 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 to to your point to where we're talking about like how he's constantly having that 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 will to act and um, it, it, I mean, a lot of it comes from like he just overpowers everything in his way. I mean, he he went through these mm. droids like they were nothing, and and like was, you know, the 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 way the way he like the the, the strategies to war fighting and or, or combat that he has is is like on another level, you know, like uh, um yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and like he's making the I mean the Bad Batch they're just you know they're just pure you know blunt force trauma type of guys and. But Anakin can kind of weave in through there with his, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, his just j- just his excellence uh, and his his. Yeah. his uh, well, I think it's like it's reflected in that line when he when he's calling in the shots and he says, "I've got one." it's him and two other guys right but it's i've got one have you got the other (laughs) and then and you know and he's always taking credit for it too even when he doesn't always like deserve it um uh but Mm -hmm. yeah uh, um but yeah i I, the scene was great um wrecker and rex uh (laughs) they they were great in the scene too when when wrecker throws rex onto another uh 
uh, onto one of the other clones. Um, it's yeah. like no, knowing that he doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, because we just established <laughs> that <laughs> like, like an hour before yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was overall, a, it was a really, really awesome scene. Well, and yeah, and I, I just think that the, you know, the way, you know, that you guys are kind of describing that, that intensity that he has, that Anakin has. And it's just interesting because you can almost get the impression that if you were just sitting there up on like a hilltop eating popcorn, watching this fight, and you had nothing in it, you know, <laughs> but just like a general sense of kind of what's going on out there that um, you you could almost get this chilling sort of thing, you know, coming over you like, huh, man, what if he became a bad guy? Mm, you know, right. like, almost, <laughs> like there is this, like you see the intensity and you're like, well, I'm sure glad he's on our side kind of attitude. And it's like, yeah, again, more foreshadowing, like, yikes, because he's not going to. You know, I'm of course thinking of the end of Rogue One. You know, yes, the right. that's that's the same guy, and that's him when mm-hmm. he's already had a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not even necessarily at his peak anymore. And that just absolute, I'm going down this hallway, and you're not going to stop me. And so, like yeah. 20 years before Rogue One, it's you know the droids. Now it's whatever these dudes. You know, they're the next ones. Like I feel like that's there's it's still it's still him, but that, that idea of just the the twisted him. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, and that's so cool. Yeah. And I, we, there's more of that coming up in the next episode, right. but yeah, that's what well, I always, yeah. I always come back whenever we see a character in star Wars that has had some kind of uh, cybernetic modification. You always have to come back mm-hmm. to that, you know, comparison to, to Darth Vader as Anakin becomes. And, um, in this one, it's really interesting to have that moment where his freedom and his humanity have been stripped away. And you see that it very much in the the Sith that Anakin becomes uh, in mm-hmm. Episode Three, and so that's a you know that's a really interesting kind of juxtaposition that we see here. And then um, so the, this episode closes out with uh, this endearing scene between Rex and uh, Echo, where they're back at the base. Um, things are settling down a little bit, and um, Rex turns to uh, uh, well, Echo thanks Rex for uh, coming back for him, and Rex points out that that's what brothers do. And then hopes that things are going to get to be just like old times. And we see, you know, the episode ends with us like kind of panning in on, um, on Echo's face as he repeats that line. And, and we're not really sure how he feels about that. Right. Or is, is, is that good? <laughs> yeah. like the, old t- the old times are how I got like this. <laughs> I got like yeah. this, right? I don't know, I don't know how I feel about like. the old times, right? So, um. Uh, and this, the, these episodes tie right into each other, just like the last couple have, where we've got this kind of, uh, and, and this is this, the closure episode of this whole arc, which I think, you know, I agree that this is like, um, we didn't want these guys around for too long, but this was just enough time because I think if we had had them any less than this, I would have been really upset. Mm. So, so finding out that they were still going to be in this episode, I was like, yes, okay, good. A little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and so in this one, uh, episode 704, Unfinished Business, opens with the, um, with the fortune cookie of trust placed in another is trust earned, which I had to read like three times because in and is look way too similar. And I was like, <laughs> trust, trust placed is another is trust what? <laughs> Uh, but I, I like this one and the way it opens uh, where we have Echo uh, has a plan and uh, they opens on kind of a council scene and they're trying to figure out how they're going to finish this uh, battle on uh, on an axis. And um, Echo has a plan and it involves the Bad Batch. Hooray. Uh, but there's some questions of his loyalty 
and that's, I think, uh, a great start to this episode where we start to question the loyalty of someone who's had their mind attached to a computer for as long as he has. Um, what do you guys think about this? How, how hard would it have been for you to bring him back into the fold? Well, to be honest, I was surprised because, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling that, you know, this was obviously coming in some some way, shape or form. But I was honestly a little surprised that all of the Jedi were basically like, well, let's hear him out. You know, right. like, I almost felt like it would kind of be the other way around, almost like, you know, like um, that Rex would be maybe a little more open to this. Um, but, yeah, it's just a matter of the desperation, which, you know, Trench mentions later desperation. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I think they kind of are. You know, they seem very measured, but. You know, at that point, they're just sort of like, eh, you know, we'll give it a try. So um, I would hope that I would give him a shot. You know, and he, he didn't yeah. say anything like from a you know TV show or movie standpoint. He didn't say anything super creepy or suspicious. That was more at the end. The last one at that line about old times. That's where I was a little bit like, yeah. oh, but right. that was, I don't know. It didn't really play out in this at all. Yeah. I kind of thought there would be more of that, actually. Yeah, I think just feeling so bad for him, you know, I, I would be like, I wouldn't even think about it the other way you know it's like wow he went through some yeah some tough times and and uh you know he was you know played a role a crucial role in the last battle so um yeah i don't think i would question it that much if i was in that situation right i think i think i wouldn't have questioned it until then then there's the big ask from him to you know trust him like he's going to do this thing and and then Mm -hmm. they all ask him well how do we know what kind of commands you're giving (laughs) and it's like Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, directly interface and give some battle commands. Yeah. Ah, that might not be a good thing. And and the other thing that I was interested uh, that I was interested in finding out is that the techno union, uh, they're so interested in not cutting their profit margin that they don't even tell anyone that they've lost this as- yeah. asset. You know, it's like he's it, just gone, and they're like, eh, nobody will find out for a little while. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let it be. <laughs> as much as they've been depending on him, right? Yeah. Uh, and so then um, they are, they, the plan is decided that they are going to head to uh, one of the ships and they're going to dock, uh, dock with a fake signal. So they're going to use a fake signal to be able to dock with the ship. And then they're going to uh, upload a plan that will cause, uh, the, cause Trench and his army to do something that's going to fail, that, that they'll just be a, they'll be a step ahead this time instead of a step behind um and so they do they load up uh, bad batch and uh bad batch anakin echo and rex all load up again for one last trip together and uh they're on what is very clearly a uh republic shuttle <laughs> and they head toward this uh this blockade of uh droid shuttles and they send out the the fake signal and the the droids are at first questioning wait a minute, is this even one of ours? Do any of ours look like this? And then the signal changes and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's clearly one of ours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm reminded of two things. One, it's the throwback to kind of the uh, the, the flight of the Tidarium shuttle when uh, uh, when Han encourages Chewie to, I don't know, just fly casual. Fly casual. <laughs> Did you guys ever see, by the way, that, you know, there's plenty of non-family friendly things in it, but the Family Guy Star Wars, where he says that, and he's like, just fly casual. And the shuttle just like, you know, goes upright, puts its wings in its pockets, yeah. <laughs> and just starts very casually, like like walking past. Right. Them. <laughs> like, what does that look like flying casual? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, Hans lines, man, they're so great. Uh, and and you know, the plan works, and they manage to to be able to dock with the 
with the ship, which I have no idea what docking looks like in, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're all clear, like they just kind of fly over and stick to the bottom of the ship. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're good. Um, and then the plan is initiated and there's another throwback here where um, uh, Mace Windu starts the plan off. They're headed off to attack uh, a location, which we later find out is a, uh, uh, the spot where they're building uh, droid armies and he calls for gold leader to head out and opens up the, the gates and out comes the, uh, the whole Y wing precursor squadron of the gold squadron. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty fun. A little ad there. (laughs) And, um, and so, so then they, they initiate the attack and we get to that amazing offer where Mace and uh, Obi-Wan fall into this area where there's all of these droids on the ground and Mace offers them uh, a chance to surrender, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really sure, but I don't think we've seen this before at all. Like, this I is feel a, like I didn't. Yeah. Totally new tactic. <laughs> and it's not the best. I don't think it was presented in the best way. You know, like, uh, lay down your weapons and we'll reprogram you into a more useful function. Kind of like, uh, that's, I love that's not intimidating at all. <laughs> it, it was, it was almost like, it was a little bit like breaking the fourth wall kind of in that it's just like some so exposition heavy he's just like at this point of the clone war you know right. just like, let's pause the show for a second at this right. point i have destroyed this many of you right. i'm just gonna remind you guys how destructive i am and i am here and i felt like it was just the perfect amount of pause you know like just right. enough like you know blast it like okay. yeah that was That's so what they great. know man well then, and then Obi Wan even kind of turns around and and acknowledges he's like, "Well, it was worth a try." <laughs> like, I guess, <laughs> I guess we can try that. And for some and, reason, they all they all listened to him. Yeah, yeah, they just sat there and like just and for a little bit. They heard him out, anything, yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, and then you got to wonder where the clones were during all of this. Like the clones have just right. been jetting down. They're like, uh, so they just watch them all jet down and they don't do anything. They just listen to Mace the talk and then. And then, nope, nope, it's okay, blast him. Okay, all right, there we go. Now we're going to get the fight on. Um, and so as they as they do this, Echo uh, makes, Echo initia, initializes the first part of his plan. And this is where we see that the Bad Batch really doesn't trust him. They've got, uh, they've got some questions about his loyalty, but they help him get plugged into um, Trench's ship, and he issues a command for all of the droids to come to the, uh, the factory where the Jedi are. And... And that's the first spot where I think everybody's flags really go up. It's like, wait a minute, what did you do? <laughs> and uh, and even the Jedi are kind of questioning this sense of what's happening here. Um, and, I, and and we see through the course of this, I think the most interesting thing is the, that the Bad Batch doesn't mince words about the way they feel about this at all. They're very clearly like, nah, I don't know about that, man. I'm not sure what you're up to. You know, there's there's definitely a, a lot of loyalty talk here. Uh, what you guys think about all this? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, like we talked about, this was uh, until it came to this point to where it kind of all rested into Echo's uh, hands or his brain, you know, whatever you want to call it, his mainframe. Um, he, uh, they, you know, they only they only know one way to to work, and and that's that's just to blow everything up in their path and and to trust his technology and and his. Uh, um his his sort of uh you know way of being able to mask the transmission and that be the algorithm and and all that sort of stuff um is beyond their understanding so something they don't understand is not something they're automatically going to trust um even though it's 
seemingly a person that they've you know trusted before um and yeah they uh and ultimately he i mean the, you know as we'll see he puts their mind at ease but um yeah i thought it was uh um and even me watching the episode, I'm like, yeah, anything can happen now. I mean, as much as I empathize <laughs> with the Echo's character to this point, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. They should, I mean, the crap could totally hit the fan right now. And, and we find out that <laughs> there's this plot twist, yeah. you know, he's been, uh, uh, you know, in their pocket the whole time. So, um, yeah, it was it was tense. Yeah, I, I did not know how it was going, you know, and I, I did. I just I wrote it down, too, because I love that, that, you know stealth reference i just i still keep laughing about that he just, oh, i hate that word <laughs> like he's just <laughs> you know the idea of like it just goes against everything in him but you know it's it's what the team's doing so he's like okay you know and uh of course there's more there's more where that came from later for right. <laughs> right. for him but <laughs> yeah wrecker wants to blow stuff up man. he that's does his, that's his thing that's he really what he does do <laughs> Uh, and so uh, Echo's got the Echo's got the plug in. He's made everything look kosher. Uh, they made the signal look like it was from Skako Minor, so that uh, it didn't, it, nothing seemed out of place. Uh, but Trench uh, makes a turn on us and says, "Yeah, that's why I don't trust algorithms." And um, and he has a backup plan, kind of a, a, a if everything else fails, uh, we'll make sure that we're going to win the day here. And um, his plan is that he's put a bomb in the fusion reactor. And boy, that bomb looked menacing. Mm. That thing yes. looked really overkill really bad. came to mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's shielded, of course, because, you know, why would you not have uh, that kind of thing? Um, and then uh, so, so he starts off this this plan to to activate the bomb and uh, chaos just breaks loose amongst the group. They start trying to communicate back and forth with the Jedi and tell them, hey, you know, you might have won the day down there. Uh, once once all the droids are are dismantled because of Echo's uh, final plan, uh, now they've got to figure out how to how to dismantle this bomb too. And so uh, they're trying to get the code, and Echo thinks he can do it, but Anakin has another plan. And I think this is the moment where we really start to see uh, the tone of the show begin to change. Mm-hmm. So Anakin is, Anakin has decided he is going to get he's going to make sure that Trench uh, helps him stop the bomb and i that what happened happened a little quicker than even i expected (laughs) i thought there'd be more of like you know oh look at him going deeper and you know but it was like the moment that trench starts to play the whole like you're a jedi card yeah just off with the arms and like i don't have that weakness (laughs) i'm like right okay yeah that it tanked (laughs) fast didn't it yeah you know, the yeah. Anchorman thing is I'm really escalating quickly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yikes. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, but it's, was... it's, it, it was interesting because, you know, Trench is the one that brings it up. You know, Trench is the one that says, ah, oh, you're a Jedi. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it Anakin works. sets him straight, you know? Uh, and so that was a, that was a very, that was a tough moment. But, I, you know, and just before, just before that whole thing happens, uh, Trench turned around and he was with the, his commander droid uh, that was with him. And he was mm-hmm. talking about getting everything ready for the next assault. So they're right. already, you know, they're already moving to that next thing because they really do feel like they've got everything in the pocket. Because once you can beat the tactics and, you know, the Jedi aren't going to do anything, you know, they're not going to be aggressive. Right. Uh, you've got to keep pushing the battle toward them yeah. because otherwise they're not going to make that next move. I feel like Anakin's justification there too. One of the many would probably be something like, "Let's see the algorithm predict this," 
Uh, so they get the numbers. Most of the numbers uh, come from Echo uh, just before uh, they send some feedback back down to him and knock him out. Um, and that's why Anakin has to has to actually confront Trench and uh, make him give up the last number. And he does so in a very violent fashion. And then after he does, um, he f- finishes Trench off because uh, Trench manages to... Uh, to stick him with well, like an electro prod, and I don't know. Do you guys think it really threatened Anakin at all? That that thing that he got hit with. Uh-huh. I think he looked mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, to be honest with you, because you know how like they uh, again, because I keep thinking of, of you know because how this is all leading up into Episode Three. You know when he when he executes Dooku, he's clearly kind of worked up about it because there's mm. I think there is still something in him that that knows there's some line in there that he's crossed as far as like an unarmed person or that kind of thing. Um right. but uh well there's a pun there by the way I, I didn't mean to do <laughs> right. but do he's he's unhanded him but 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 yeah that that idea of this there's still a little bit of justification like well he attacked me but it's like yeah but did you have to do that? And he seems right. totally okay with it. And it was creepy because mm-hmm. you know what it really reminded me of was him in um um, Empire Strikes Back, like on his just cold, calm killing spree, which is, right. it's not, I don't want to say funny in the context of that movie. It, it fits his character so much, you know, like every scene, there's another Imperial dropping dead and he's just like, apology accepted, Captain Nita. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, but, but that it's like, this is a little bit like that. I thought, you know, like this little taste for just someone's in my way. They're out of my way now. They're not even right. like worth getting worked up about. You know, so what does he say? He's like, Ple- pleasure doing business with you, Admiral. And he's already dead or dying. Right. <laughs> I'm like, e- I don't think yeah. Obi-Wan would do that. You know? No. Um, yeah. There was like really no reason to, to kill him. Yeah. It was very satisfying, though. I, it, it was, was very yeah. satisfying. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, just because he's a huge spider. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Else. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I, was, I was okay yeah. with it. <laughs> oh my gosh uh, yep okay this is uh, the spiders yeah. okay noted <laughs> uh i and see this this is the moment where i i felt the dark tone that is coming up was really mm. juxtaposed with the show itself because uh as uh as admiral trench's uh body falls to the ground there is this comical sort of boop or like a like a a womp kind of sound that plays where it's almost cartoony like oh look another thing fell and <laughs> And we see this like it's put up against this really, really dark moment for yep. Anakin. You know, like it's very clear that he's gone way beyond being a Jedi. And um, and I thought that was a really an interesting uh, feel. It, it very it tasted very odd in the mm-hmm. way that it happened. Uh, but it's it's Disney yeah. and they've got to make sure that it's not too horribly violent. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, then, then there's the escape scene. They've got to get off the ship. And, uh, in, in the moment when Anakin, uh, is in the, is in the control room, he makes sure that he's taking care of Wrecker and grabs out the one thing that, uh, every ship needs to have, which is a self-destruct button. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, I guess if you've got to scuttle your ship, that's, that's the way you're going to do it. Right. But, uh, so he grabs out the, the little, uh, remote for that. And then there's this awesome shootout uh slash challenge scene between wrecker and crosshair oh, that who we've so seen cool. have trouble with each other before <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and now they uh they finally get that you finally see that rivalry kind of come to its uh its fruition and uh 
Wrecker goes out in the middle of the hallway and destroys a bunch of droids with no weapons whatsoever. Uh, and then uh, Crosshair just has to outdo him. <laughs> what, what is he? Doesn't he yell like, here comes the wrecking ball? Or something? <laughs> here comes the wrecking ball. It's like WWF <laughs> or something. Yeah, like just... <laughs> it's, it's, it fits his character so well, though. You know, he just like yeah. charges down the hallway, throwing droids left and right. Um, yeah. So and and then my only my only problem with this scene was the uh, it was Crosshair's use of mirrors to reflect blaster bolts. It's all he needs a mirror. Not quite. <laughs> Just, yeah. Is, is that it? You know, like why why isn't everyone not dressed in mirror yeah. armor here? What is? <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know, uh, but it's really cool. It's a cool looking scene, uh, nonetheless. Uh, so uh, very much a cool looking scene. And they uh, managed to make it back to the ship and. Uh, Finally, Wrecker gets his moment to uh, set off an explosion as oh, Anakin God. hands him <laughs> the, the remote. Uh, <laughs> how'd you guys feel about that? <laughs> he's like crying. I, I just <laughs> yeah. love it. Like, he's so like it, like like the thing before, but like the turkey leg and the gonk droid. Like if one of those things yes. had been missing, it just wouldn't have been right. And that you know, like if he hadn't literally cried, like this is the happiest day of my yeah. life. Like it's just, it's just a he's like a big kid who likes to smash yeah. things. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it just it's it's like I said, it's very very satisfying. I mean, polishing off the darkness of of what Anakin did, you know, it pays off with not only getting rid of Trench, but uh, you know, giving Wrecker this gift, <laughs> uh, you know, to, right. to to blow everyone up. It was, uh, yeah, it was really yeah. cool. The fireworks kind of at the end right. of the episode, yeah. right? And so then um, they they manage to land. They, they get back to the get back to the main uh, Republic area. And when they do, uh, the Jedi are standing by with the whole group of them and uh, telling them how great a job they've done and offering them accolades and saying there's definitely medals in it for all of you. And then the, I, I thought it was really interesting what happens here because you you get the sense that the Bad Batch is outsiders the whole time and you get the sense that they've kind of grown to be outsiders, but you don't really know how comfortable they are with it until this moment right? right? when, uh, you know, Rex starts heading off with the Jedi, Echo starts heading that way too and he turns around and notices that the Bad Batch is kind of like, eh, that's not for us. <laughs> yeah, accolades. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we don't do this for medals. What do right. you say we do we, uh, for the thrill? For the thrill, do it for the thrill. And that's and you see in that moment that they're not only are they outsiders, but they're like they love it, they relish that, they they accept that. And um and then I and I thought this this is really the only way you could end this whole series was with them accepting Echo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, look, if you ever want it, there's a spot in the Bad Batch for you." Because uh, he now fits that kind of bad batch moniker, you know. There's something just enough off about him. He's just unique enough that he doesn't fit the whole clone concept anymore. Do you do you guys remember if he? Because I, I I haven't seen the episode in a long time, but the one where they sort of uh, preemptively discover at least some of the marks of of you know uh, the forthcoming Order sixty six, and some of them remove their chips. And I don't remember who who did that. Like which oh. which clones? I have to go back and check because I I I don't remember if Rex was one of them or not. But then he's in 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 Rebels, you know, when they link back up with him when he's old and everything, you know, you kind of get that impression. So the the reason I bring it up is I'm just wondering, you know, all speculation on my part, but you know, with some of the rumors we've heard about uh, 
possibly some of this later, you know, later part of this season being contemporaneous with Order 66, you know, to really drive mm-hmm. the drama of it. I mean, personally, I, I think there's a real big open door here for like bringing these guys back in. Um, right. Maybe even to have them resist it somehow mm-hmm. or, or kind of have this big mm-hmm. glorious send off, you know, because as far as we know, we don't see them again <laughs> after this time period. <laughs> so, right. you know, and I, I, I feel like I, I feel pretty connected to them, you know, just in terms of where the storytelling is gone, that I kind of feel like there would maybe be something missing if we didn't see them again, Yeah, you know? So that's just my take on it, but yeah, we'll, we'll You are see. right. Rex was one of the one clones that took the chip was out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because, yeah, he brags and rebels like when, when uh, Kanan is, is understandably apprehensive about a clone, you know, post-Order 66. Um and and I think we did see in some of the trailers, if I remember correctly, for this season, um, like a young, uh, young Kanan clipped there a little bit, you know, that, mm-hmm. that he has some role in this. So I'm just really excited for all these potential connections to everything else, you know, to, to right. the prequels, but also to Rebels and, and just all that that's that's built in now that really wasn't last time they were doing Clone Wars. Yeah. Which right. is kind of cool, have, too. You have Dave Filoni being one of the yeah. you know, one of the producers on this one to kind of right. be able to tie that all back in. So. And and potentially, you know, maybe some Mandalorian stuff, too, because mm-hmm. we know that that's going to be a, the siege of Mandalore probably has to have some connections with other things coming up. So, yeah, big opportunity Absolutely. <laughs> and plenty of episodes to go. So, oh, man, how many are there supposed to be in this season? Is it? Tw- I think is it 12, right? I think it is. that sounds right. I, I, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. And we've, Ahsoka's coming up and, yeah. you know, yeah, so it'll mm-hmm. be. I think I think like you guys were saying, this is a great way to kick it off. This was a good arc. It was just long enough to kind of remind us where we are in right. the in the series because I think that was something that you could have run afoul of just diving right back in, and um and then definitely the the reminder at the end of this series of Anakin's fall yeah. and where right. he's headed uh, was really good. But but then to start the the series off with Anakin's humanity was really mm-hmm. interesting too you know like the that connection with padme and how that played out and then to come to this at the end of the series is, was a really interesting uh interesting series to take all right so what do you guys think any final thoughts i i just i don't really have anything else to add i mean it was just a lot of a lot of fun it was a great arc and like you guys were saying i think you know what it i now i didn't really get around to finally watching clone wars till about a year or so ago so it's still pretty fresh but you know, I remember what it was like, you know, when, when I was watching for me new episodes and, and, you know, how you kind of get to know the show, but, you know, cause every mm-hmm. show is a little different. And so as much as I love the other series, you know, um, in fact, I, I, I kind of still feel like rebels might be my favorite of the animated series, um, overall, but, but I don't know. I mean, this, it, it felt like, you know, they, they didn't just throw you right back into where we left off exactly. You know, it, it really kind of made me rediscover in that sense what it what it feels like to watch new clone wars episodes if that makes sense right you know so it had that authenticity and it it was it's not just it's not just resistance it's not just rebels it's you know its own thing and uh i think they've really captured that well and and rebooting this you know and bringing us back into this new season so uh yeah uh me too i don't have much to add i think we covered everything um it's it's a great start to the to the season and um you know, we're left with, uh, you know, that more of that Anakin's darkness bleeding through and, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely obviously see more of that. And, 
Well, yeah, we'll see how far an, an animated series Disney's willing to go. Uh, <laughs> but, right. but, but, but like we've seen so far there, it does get pretty dark. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, and I, I'm excited to see all the, you know, twists and turns and where it could possibly, uh, coexist with Mandalorian and, and how it ties in, you know, to, uh, the prequels. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Yeah, I think one, the only thing I would say uh, to add to it is talking about how this feels very much like the Clone Wars. Each one of these series has had such a great, unique animation style to it. Mm-hmm. And um, they definitely adopted that animation style and stuck very well with it. And I think it, it mm-hmm. just it feels like it fits perfectly. And that's that's a big part of it is that kind of the animation style stayed true to the, the, way, the, the, the way the Clone Wars was before. Yeah. Alrighty, and that's it from us. Uh, what do you think of these episodes of The Clone Wars? Be sure to email us or comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can email us any feedback at starwars at sqpn.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. We'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Star Wars, including Andrew w- Aaron W., Patrick G., Lisa C., Kyle P., and Terry D. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. Also, be sure to su- subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Star Wars, please visit sqpn.com slash starwars. We'll be back in two weeks when we'll be reviewing episodes five and six of season seven. So be sure to tune into Disney Plus and keep up on the new season before listening to us. Until then, uh, Andrew Hermes, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. Thank you. Everyone be safe out there. Right, Mike Creevy, thank you as well. Absolutely. And once again, I'm Thomas Sanherho. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. <laughs>